Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Week 8 when two of the league's best teams forgot how to football. Down goes KC. Down goes SF. Here come the Bengals. Here come the Jets. Also, Game 3 of the World Series, would you rather be throwing a Hall of Famer or a rookie? Let's go around the horn. Excellent question. We start with Joe Burrow going streaking. 19 completions in a row at one point on San Fran's defense. Throwing darts, breaking hearts, and scrambling. And could the Cincinnati Bengals be back after being buried by a paddle just four weeks ago? Meanwhile, the Niners, their fade in October continues. After a paddle, proclaim them the number one team in the power rankings just a couple of weeks ago. Three straight losses, again, multiple second half picks for Brock Purdy. The story for Purdy was whether he could even play six days after concussion. He was cleared by an independent neurologist, played well to start, then the picks, and then even worse, that hit had him holding his head very late in the game. Courtney Cronin, around the horn to you for starters on the game. Was this more about Cincinnati or San Francisco? Tony, this is why we shouldn't have written off the Cincinnati Bengals exactly. early on this season. I certainly did not do it myself if you go back to that week. Check the tape, said, she says. Oh, okay. Seven. We'll check the tape. We had to get to week seven to see how he looked coming off of this bye week. And more than the 87.5 career high completion percentage in this game, more than the 19 consecutive throws that he made and completed to end the first half and the three wins that the Cincinnati Bengals team has in a row, it's the deep ball that we're seeing from Joe Burrow that just wasn't there when he's trying to plant off of that back uh, off of that calf and wasn't able to weeks one through four 29 percent completion percentage on throws of 10 plus yards 61 percent weeks five through eight he looked fantastic connecting with T Higgins on that third down play and seeing him scramble 43 yards on six different attempts this shows you that Joe Burrow and that mobility that we had wondered where it had been all this time it's back and so are the Bengals Multitasking. I can do it all, Cordy Crony. You're right. I'm checking the tape. As I have no volume on this right now, but I'm looking at the closed captioning, and you did not call Cincinnati dead. You did not say it was over. You can get those points back. Tim Kalishaw, was this more about the Bengals or the Niners yesterday? Tony, I'm not here to look at tape or talk about tape. I'm here to be positive <laughs> about the future, for one thing, okay? Let's start with that, and let's not discuss the fact I might have called I might have written the 49ers are unstoppable after they yes, get Dallas. Yes, I, I do. Not, I, I do let's remember not focus that. There. Let's, let's not focus there so much either. Let's look at what has happened uh, to San Francisco. 370 yards last week by Kirk Cousins without Justin Jefferson against this defense. Yesterday, uh, Burrow, 28 for 32. They, you know, you can talk about Debo Samuel, Trent Williams being out, and we can discuss whether Purdy is not 100%. That defense was very good for five games and had a, had a weakness in the secondary that nobody could exploit, and now everybody 
is explaining it, and and now that team has has just gone by the wayside. I you know I'm interested to see how San Francisco recovers. From David Dennis Jr., your takeaway from how the Bengals beat San Francisco yesterday. I'm recording here. There's about a healthy Joe Burrow and what that bye week did. I mean, that team did win a couple games before that bye week. There's a lot of defense, a lot, but this is that offense was humming. That 87.5% completion rate, the highest against the San Francisco 49ers ever of all time. Best completion percentage uh, that, that anybody's had against them. But what I think was most telling about his performance besides that deep ball was the fact that for the first six weeks of this season, he had four first rushing first downs. He had three uh, uh, yesterday. And so that means that he is mobile again. You look at that play in the first quarter when they had him dead to rights. It looked like it might have been called down a couple times or, you know, it looked like he was sacked and he was scrambling. He was moving. That's the Joe Burrow that leads the team to a Super Bowl. So that Joe Burrow, like, raises the ceiling of what we could possibly see for this Bengals team going forward. And, Bill, are the Bengals back? And could the Niners be circling a drain here? That's, That's not an outcome they want. Uh, uh, Bengals feel back to me. This is not anything new for them. Before the bye over the past couple of years, 13 and 11 after the bye, which they had last week, 13 and 3, including the win yesterday. I echo what Courtney said, what David said. This team looks so much better, healthier now. And we saw more explosive plays from them in this game. Just eight explosive gains of 20 yards or more through the first six games. They had six against the Niners yesterday alone. Great work after the catch. More from the running game, which we haven't seen them get going so far this season, which helps with Joe Burrow working under center. And I think they were able to exploit a weak Niners secondary. So give credit to this offensive line that we've trashed for years, mm-hmm. held up against Nick mm-hmm. Bosa and that Niners front in this game. So full credit to the Bengals and major questions. Well, let me ask Niners. you a follow-up then, Bill, on Purdy. How do you evaluate Purdy, both the play and the being clear to play? We don't know exactly what Brock Purdy's neurological situation is. We're not qualified to say that. But what I can say is this. Brock Purdy was not making these kinds of mistakes when it came to his uh, ill-advised turnovers, ill-advised decisions late in games. That could be Trent Williams missing and hurting the, uh, the offensive line. It could be a quarterback who hasn't had to throw from behind, making sort of desperate decisions to try and get his team back in the game. Or it could be the, the after effects of suffering a concussion six days ago. Maybe we're figuring out Brock Purdy in these last couple of games because when everything's perfect in the second half of games this season, when the team's ahead, uh, he's thrown eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. When his team is either tied or trailing in the second half, three touchdowns, seven interceptions. Five of those coming in the last three games, we know he didn't throw a lot of interceptions in his first 14. So maybe that clutch gene that we talk about with quarterbacks is something that he doesn't have right now. We've been horned. We'll move on. Broncos 24, KC 9. Patrick Mahomes' worst game of his career. No touchdowns, three turnovers, playing with what is reported was flu-like symptoms. And that's how you have to say that. Flu-like symptoms. When the NFL has shown us this year, anybody can lose to anybody any week. But this Denver defense gave up 70 not too long ago, Tim. Does KC's touchdownless game mean Something to you, or is it a write-off? Oh, I don't think it can be a write-off. When they've played games like 23-20 over the Jets, 27-20 over the Vikings, they've had some very close calls with some very, very average teams. Even the first game at home against Denver, 19-8, they didn't move, did not move the ball efficiently there. I, you know, I, we've talked about their lack of wide receiver 
uh, explosion. They rely on Kelsey for everything that, Isaac, that Pacheco doesn't give them. I just think they're a little short on weapons. I know they've won two Super Bowls, and they may win another one with this no-name receiver core, but I think it's going to be very hard uh, for them to put up the points that we're used to seeing. From David Dennis Jr.? This is a, a bad game where everything went poorly for the Chiefs, but their offense is prone to do this uh, that we've seen this season. They've looked bad at different times in the season, and it goes back to that wide receiver core and those drop passes. We can talk about them being 0 for 3 in the red zone and some of these passes that they usually catch, but this is more than a trend. This They lead the league in drop passes. They need better from that wide receiver core because this Denver team, may I remind everybody, stinks. Defensively, they have been bad this season. The worst DVOA of all, you know, of all time for a very long time. So even if you play poorly, you should be able to beat this team. So you're looking at a season where you're going to be playing the best teams going down the stretch. You have to be able to execute and score these touchdowns and have your wide receivers catch the ball. I don't like disagreeing with the very wise David Dennis Jr., but I have to here. David, they did not have a good wide receiver core last year, and they still managed to go all the way and win a Super Bowl, which has to factor in for something, right? Like, I understand it does not look great at times this season. They were great last week on offense. I also want to point out, None of us are giving even the tiniest bit of credit to the Broncos' defense, which hadn't just stopped the Chiefs once over the past three weeks. They've slowed them down twice. Everyone here got their jollies in making fun of the Broncos when they gave 70 points to the Dolphins. We at least owe them a tiny bit of an apology for what they've done over the past three weeks. Okay, you're never going to win games when you lose the turnover battle 5-1. to one. That's the obvious point here. But to the point of this no-name receiving core, last year, this year, whatever year, it's the trade deadline tomorrow. You need to make a move. Okay, here we Brett go. Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs, go look across the aisle in the AFC West. Do we think that Denver's not going to be picking up the phone on Jerry Judy just because they won a game yesterday? They need to make some significant improvements. Mm-hmm. They need to make some significant improvements at the wide receiver position. They just were let down once again. Sky Moore, that drop on fourth and two, which would have been a would-be touchdown. Okay. McCall give Hardman me a name, on the muff punt, too. And I can't imagine it be a team in division. So give me a name they should be seeking here with 24 hours to go before the deadline. Curtis Samuel. Darnell Mooney. Um, we know that uh, there were some other ones. Obviously, I think Marquise Brown might still be in the mix. But, I mean, there's not a bunch of great – Marquee names. They're not going to be going after DeAndre Hopkins, I don't believe. Any names? I think Hollywood Brown's the guy. I think you need some speed. You need to have guys who can win against man coverage. I think Hollywood Brown makes sense. One more story here. It's a record-tying NFL debut. Will Levis. Four touchdown passes in his first start. And the Titans beating the Falcons. Bill, did the Titans just find their future? They found their future for the rest of 2023. They have to play Will Levis, but this team was also ready to give up on the year. They just traded Kevin Byard, their starting safety last week. You can't trade DeAndre Hopkins. You probably can't trade Derrick Henry now, given that you have Will Levis. So uh, it might have been a Pyrrhic victory in some ways in the short term for Tennessee. 
Will Levis has more touchdowns in 29 attempts than Ryan Tannehill has in his last 218. The last time Ryan Tannehill had a four-touchdown game was against Houston in 2021. So this performance, while we're going to be evaluating this on a short week with him coming up against the, a pretty good defense in the Steelers, I don't think we should expect this level of play to necessarily continue. But this could allow the Titans to explore a trade of Ryan Tannehill somewhere else, maybe Minnesota. There's a lot of quarterback carnage this week and move forward with Will Levis as their starter. Tim Shaw, a glimpse of the future. Look at those throws, though. Those, those weren't cheap touchdown yeah. throws. Not a five-yard toss. That, and those uniforms, that was vintage mm. Dan Pastorini there. Mm, there Just you go. Now you're speaking all old over man language. the field. Uh, I want to see more and of David Dennis Jr.? Let's shout out the, uh, the genius of Will Levis who realized if I throw the ball really, really far to DeAndre Hopkins, he could probably catch it. Three <laughs> touchdown passes of 30-plus air yards is the most that the Titans have had in yeah. forever. This is, you know, it's these, a beautiful ball, though, as we I don't know how far they're going to go. Although about the jerseys, everybody loves those jerseys. Whether oh. that team can wear Oilers throwbacks or not is a debate because they're not the Oilers. They're not even Houston. And then whether the NFL can tell the Houston Cougars they can't wear those jerseys. Look, at that's the Houston Cougars there honoring the Houston Oilers. And the NFL's trying to tell them they can't? Get out of here, no fun league. We'll be back. Buy or sell next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. A Game 1 classic that the Rangers took in extras. A Game 2 bust out that the Snakes ran out of Arlington with an even series. What does Game 3 have in store for us tonight? Hall of Famer to be, but struggler of late, Max Scherzer throwing for Texas. And rookie Brandon Fott, who's had an incredible postseason so far for Arizona. So Tim, who has the edge tonight? And what you buying, what you selling for Game 3? Can we focus more on that game one again and how that game ended instead of looking forward? Is that necessary to look forward to? It was a class. I mean, yes, the Rangers the Rangers are 8-0 on the road. They have that going for mm-hmm. them. I don't know if that's as, as sustainable as the fact that the Rangers have serious, serious pitching problems 
and Bruce Bochy doesn't believe in a bunch of them. Scherzer has to be much better tonight uh, than he was in the last two outings, obviously, for them to. And is there any reason to believe that could be possible with his third start since injury and the way he's pitched in the postseason? Yeah, I'll be, yeah. I think I think so. Uh, I think there's reason to think that just because of the outings. But I mean, we're talking about getting four or five. Innings. Okay, that's all. But to answer the question I maybe hinted at first, would you rather have a future Hall of Famer throwing tonight in Game Three or a rookie? Tony, again, I'd like to look at the ending of Game One. <laughs> see that ball David Dennis Jr. on Game Three tonight. Would you buy? Would you sell it? Reality is the phrase you use at the beginning of the segment, of late. And I know Scherzer has the Hall of Fame resume, but it is of late. Fought is 4-0 in this postseason, including huge games. Game 3 and Game 7 against the Phillies. Eliminated the Dodgers. He has 2.7 ERA, 23 strikeouts, 3 walks. Fought has the edge here. I think the Diamondbacks look pretty good going to Game 3. I think they're going to win. No Barnwell. I don't, I don't buy this at all. Brendan Fought had an ERA near 6 during the regular season as a rookie. He was a sub-replacement pitcher. I know he's been good during the postseason, but that's just a couple of starts. Max Scherzer, even if he's not the guy he was a couple years ago, is still a credible pitcher to get four or five inning in. And now that the Rangers have the Diamondbacks where they want them with three of the next five games on the road, I kind of think the Rangers are well positioned. So you think that it will be a regression to what has happened for the chunk of Scherzer's career and, of course, uh, the season that Bot had. Courtney Cronin, how about you? Would you rather have the Hall of Famer or the rookie? I'll go with the hot hand. Uh, I'll go with Brandon Fought in this because when you take a look at all of these pressure-filled starts that he's had, you know, that game against Milwaukee in the wild card round wasn't his best outing, but he limits the damage to three runs since then in 14 innings, a 1.29 ERA. He hasn't recorded a no decision decision yet in the postseason, but this is a Diamondbacks team that was more or less one inning away from shutting out the Rangers in the first two games with a bullpen game coming up tomorrow in game four. This could be a turning point, so I'm going with the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. The mausoleum at the Meadowlands yesterday. Jets 13, Giants. And Giants were 99.9% win probability with one yard needed to ice the game. But they tried that chip shot field goal and, God, no, missed it. So too much time for Zach Wilson. And the Jets tied it on the last tick. Then in overtime, Brian Dayball's play calls with rookie quarterback Tommy DeVito screen, screen, screen. For his three quarters of action yesterday, DeVito one minus one yard. Too much time again for Zach Wilson again. The pass interference offense. Yes, good choice, sir. And the Jets win. Bill, considering everything that went down in this game, what are you buying? What are you selling? I'm selling that this is Brian Dable's fault that the Giants lost this game. They had to hit a 35-yard chip shot to win this game and could not do it. They just had to stop Zach Wilson, who had gone 0 for 13 on the first 13 third downs in that game. Just stop them from getting 58 yards in two plays. And the defense couldn't do that. I like blaming coaches for stuff. This is not the time. The Giants did not execute when they just had to come up with one stop or one kick to win this game. Cordy Cronin. I'm selling this whole game. 
I want to refuse to talk about it in this very moment because it was such an eyesore. And I covered an eyesore last night. But this very, very game, that, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau with the stat line that he finished with, the fact that this team couldn't contain Zach Wilson. Maybe the Jets have life. Maybe they don't. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I want to never watch this tape ever again in my life. Tim Callis, y'all. Tony, the over-under on this game was 34-and-a-half, the lowest in 13 years on a September or October game, and they didn't come close. No, they almost to, made to it in punts. It with 23 points. <laughs> 24 punts. That's what this game was. David Dennis Jr., do you blame Dayball for the three passes he threw with the backup quarterback in overtime or the decision to kick the field goal even before that? I'm blaming everybody okay. from a, for this calamity of a game. I'm selling the entire New York area. I'm selling Timberland, chopped cheese, everything. Okay. This is the worst watch performance watch of two New York entities since Lil Mama hopped on the this stage. This was Jersey, by the way. The game was in Jersey. The home of our Tommy DeVito. Two guns, oh, Tommy. Just got to get over. If we could just get him over. The, same, the whole area. Zero yards passing. We got a shot here. Oh, my goodness. Gallus, though. David Dennis Jr. The way Seager turned on that ball. Cronin, Bardwell, show that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. We've seen colleges get fined $100,000 for taking out goalposts. Kansas fans tearing it down and throwing them in the lake after beating Oklahoma. Was it worth it, Courtney? No, because you could cut it up into pieces that you could sell to then pay for that $100,000 fine. Mm. I just want to know about the guy who jumped into the retention pond. Does he have men in no, no. now oh after goodness. that? Oh, look at the scum on there. Very well struck. And how about you, Bill? This team, this team was 0-9 in 2020. I guarantee go back then, offer 100 k for a win over Oklahoma. People are building True. the great goalpost reef in that liver whenever they want. <laughs> But, Gordon, you're right. Cut it up. You can make money out of it. There you go. Money on your mind. NBA in-season tournament, which has a catchy name called the NBA in-season tournament. It will begin this week, and now the league has unveiled the courts for today. Bill, how does that floor floor you? This feels like something out of the crypto era in the NBA. It feels like someone paid too much money to make a big mistake. This is just an ugly mm-hmm. addition. Gordy Cronin? I've... I felt like Stephen Curry doing the home alone to Dylan Brooks when I saw all of these courts <laughs> revealed. I don't know what that indie logo is. I've never seen that before. Uh, the home alone. 
Courtney Cronin, wire to wire win. 30 seconds of FaceTime. Shout out to Starkville High School's very own A.J. Brown, the first wide receiver in NFL history to have 125 receiving yards in six straight games. I covered him all the way back in high school and seeing him now do this on the big mm. stage for the Philadelphia Eagles, the best trade in franchise history. Whoa, that's a hot take too. I think they I think they traded for Ron Jaworski at one point, but you covered him in high school. Check that take. What did you say about him? You said he would be the best trade in Eagles history when he was in high school. Well done, Courtney Cronin. All right. That's it for today. Tomorrow, I believe we have a special edition of Around the Horn. Hornoween 2023. Here's the lineup. Woody Page, Clinton Yates, Israel Gutierrez, and George Sedano. We're going to have to tune in to see who shows up. Of commercial free football is coming right now. Hornoween 2023. And I'm not sure I can turn around Tommy DeVito in time. I'm not sure I have the look for Jersey. For TD, too good, Tommy. Not sure. We'll see. You. Happy Hour is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly.